Hey there, this is Andrew, and I just got back from Keyforge Celebration yesterday, very late, very tired, and I wanted to go over the decks that I got for Sealed Alliance. So, <clears throat> two important things that you might not know. Uh, not going to go over basic, basic Keyforge stuff, but obviously these are Winds of Exchange decks. That is set six, which is set to get delivered to us sometime in early 2023. Should be arriving to GameFound backers around then and in stores. But because I went to Keyforge Celebration in Minnesota, I got some decks early. I'll be sharing some of them on this channel uh, and my other channels. And yeah, so these are Winds of Exchange decks. Most of these cards I had not seen before uh, before that day, before Friday. Now, another important thing I want to explain is this was Alliance Sealed. In the Alliance format, instead of just bringing one deck and playing it, you can use House Pods, which is the set of 12 cards that make up a house, from different decks and you compose them together into one deck of three different houses 12 cards each so uh, and in, in winds of exchange you also uh, include a token from one of the houses or from one of the uh, decks that you're bringing in alliance sealed you open two decks and you compose a deck from the two of them. So um, you can use two houses from one deck and one house from the other, or one house from one deck and two houses from the other, or three houses from the same deck. Any of those are okay, but uh, you have more options and a little more control over what you bring to the table. So I'm going to go over these. Then I'm going to stop before I talk about what I actually did and I'd love for you to take a minute and you know write in a comment what you would have done then I'll you can even pause the video at that point or, or audio think about what you would have done let me know and then uh, I'll explain what I did and how it well I'll tell you right now how it went uh, I went four two and got knocked out of the loser bracket there were three you know two two or three rounds left in the in the loser bracket at that point before they got to the top eight long bracket so uh all right let's get into it so this first deck is radigan the fastidiously alert and it has sanctum star alliance and sarian and the token creature for the deck is Cleric, which is Sanctum. And Cleric is a one-power human with the text, After Cleric enters play, capture one Amber. Then we have Light Everlasting. This is a returning action. Get an Amber, play a Sanctum creature from your discard pile, pile anywhere in your battle line. I might actually have these arranged so that we see the come, the returning cards first. So we have Light Everlasting, Glorious Few. It's an action for each creature your opponent controls in excess of you. Gain one. The Gray Rider, two power human monk with deploy. 
play fight reap you may ready and fight with a neighboring creature there's that new templating after fight after reap chal the safeguard four power human knight with two armor deploy and taunt gray auger three power human monk with one armor and each of uh, her neighbors gains after fight gain one Mighty Lance is an action. When you play it, you deal three to a creature and three to a neighbor of that creature. Now we're into the new stuff here, and I got Outflank. It's an action with an amber that says play. Each Sanctum Flank creature captures two amber from its opponent. Pandulf the Provoker. That would apply to your opponents as well as your own, by the way. Pandulf the Provoker is a four-power human knight with two armor, taunt, and play enrage an enemy creature. Battle Evangelist, I got two copies in this deck. It's a three-power human knight with two armor that says, After fight, make a token creature. Then we have Revered Monk, a four-power human monk that gets plus two armor for each of its Sanctum neighbors. Uh, and Lightbringer Outpost. Outpost is a common thing. Uh, it happens across at least several of the houses. Maybe all, I'm not sure. And it's an art. This is an artifact with an amber. It's a location, and it has action. Put a friendly creature on the bottom of its owner's deck. If you do, and that's the common thing on these outposts, you put a friendly creature on the bottom of its owner's deck. And if you do, you get an effect. And in this case, the effect is a friendly creature captures three amber. Okay, into the Star Alliance. Pupgrade is a three-power robot. This is new. Uh, it can be played as an upgrade instead of a creature. I guess these ones I don't have in order. Uh, so it can be played as an upgrade instead of a creature with the text. This creature gets plus three power and gains destroyed. Put upgrade on the right flank of your battle line as a creature ready. So that's kind of cool. It, it gives the creature it's on more power, but when that creature dies, it comes in and can be used same turn potentially. Detention Coil is not new. It's an upgrade with an amber and it says this creature cannot fight. CXO Tabor is uh, CXO Tabor is back a three power alien Kirksix with after fight after reap you may play or use a non Star Alliance card this turn. Red Alert is back when you play it if there are more enemy creatures than friendly creatures deal damage to each enemy creature equal to the difference. Then we have Ballastego so this is a new creature uh, from Winds of Exchange. But it belongs in Sarian, and I got it in Star Alliance. It's a Maverick. It's a five-powered dinosaur soldier. With play, you may exalt Ballastego. While it has Amber on it, it gains Splash Attack 3. And Splash Attack 3 is where it simultaneously with the fight damage deals 3 damage to the neighbors of the creatures it's fighting. <clears throat> Importantly, Elusive does not prevent that damage. Badge of Unity is an upgrade that says this creature belongs to House Star Alliance in addition to its other houses. That's an addition, um, so the house isn't replaced like with some cards that change the house, like uh, Academy Training changes the creature to logos. It no longer has its old house. Collector Boren is a three-power human with play. Put an upgrade from your discard pile into your hand, and after an upgrade is attached to Collector Boren, ready Collector Boren. That's pretty cool, especially with upgrades like Pupgrade. You're getting a lot of value out of those things together. Then we have... Are they linked? 
I wouldn't be surprised if they're linked, because this is not the only deck I've seen with both of them. No, Pupgrade is a rare. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> then we have CPO Zytar, a four-power alien proximate scientist with one armor. Enhances for a damage and two draws, and this one got a draw. I don't think we've seen any other enhanced pips yet. Then we have Friendly Guide, who's a three-power alien with elusive and... Uh, after you use one of Friendly Guide's neighbors, you may use Friendly Guide. We got two of those. Then Future Booster, which is a common artifact with an amber. It's an item. It says, Omni, look at the top card of your deck. You may put it on the bottom of your deck. So that can be useful before you uh, make a token or before you draw, just depending, hey, maybe I want to save this for later. You can also, along with the Outpost, you can use Future Booster and the Outposts and some other cards to start to shape the bottom of your deck. Maybe by the time you get to the bottom of your deck, you're drawing into, you know, eight cards of the same house. That could be pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I saw anybody totally pull that off, but it can be cool. Kind of bad if you're facing a Dark Discovery deck, though. All right. Rogue Operation is an action. This one got a damage pip on it. When you play it, you discard the top two cards of your deck, and you steal an amber for each house represented among the discarded cards. That's, uh, that's a really nice effect. Somebody mentioned like using that with Future Booster, but I don't think that really helps because uh, you, you don't know whether the card under the, future, under the top card is uh, likely to be of the same house or not. I guess you could know the odds and... Uh, go that way, but it would, it would just be an odds-based uh, decision. Okay, into Sarian now. We have Arm the Plebeians. It's an action with an amber. When you play it, you make a token creature and you ward it. And keep in mind, in this deck, every time it makes a token creature, that token creature is capturing one. So uh, make a token is a form of amber control here. Then we have Chancellor Dexterous, a three-power dinosaur politician that says, After Reap, you may exalt Chancellor Dexterous's right neighbor. If you do, that creature belongs to House Sarian for the remainder of the turn instead of its other houses. Uh, so it really ends up being a form of ready and use, uh, like you would see with Magistravita, but uh, just worded a little differently, I guess, and potentially could play out a little differently depending on the uh, depending on the details. All right. Praetor Marius is a five-power dinosaur politician that says, after reap for each exhausted creature to Praetor Marius's left, capture one amber. So you actually want to use the creatures first, and then you reap with this and do the capture. Uh or even new creatures that get played in would capture based on that. Recruit is an action. When you play it, you make a token creature. If you exalted a friendly creature this turn, you archive recruit. We uh, Symposium is here. Uh, hmm. Is this reused art? I have to think about that. We'll see. Symposium is an action. When you play it, you exalt, ready, and use a friendly creature. If it's a token creature, you may exalt, ready, and use another friendly creature. So get two exalt, ready, and uses, which is kind of cool. Uh, and I am just going to check something really quick because that really looks 
so familiar to me and I know you know I've been playing this set a bit so um, it's not like I haven't seen this specific art before and of course the uh, nope that is the same art from hedonistic intent yes it is interesting I hope they change that before they do mass printing um, I will certainly send them an email about that probably someone else already has okay moving along uh, we have Aquilia Lone Hero, who's a six-powered dinosaur soldier with one armor, and Omni Capture and Amber if there are more enemy creatures than friendly creatures. <clears throat> Regrettable Meteor is an action with an amber. This one got a draw pip on it. When you play it, you destroy each dinosaur creature and each creature with power six or higher. So some nice board control there, potentially. Uh, we have another Aquilia. And... Um, there's actually another regrettable meteor in here as well. This one without the draw pip. Then we have Rampaging Brutadon. This is a big one. 12 power beast with one armor. Uh, play, make a token creature. And there's no, there's it does not interplay stunned. But in order to use it, you must destroy a friendly creature. So that is kind of interesting. Although, you know, with a, if you have token creatures out, maybe you use one of them, get value, and then destroy it as you're doing this. I think that's actually pretty good and um, having it not interplay stunned I think is is quite good might be a creature you would destroy with crushing charge anyway uh, crushing charge is back it's an action that says play destroy each creature with power four or lower gain one chain and lastly we have Faust the Great also back from mass mutation and dark tidings four power dinosaur that makes opponents keys cost plus one for each friendly creature with amber on it and when you play it you may exalt a friendly creature um, nice synergy in that house. All right, or in that deck. Then, uh, all right, so, but then I got to look at a whole second deck and decide what houses I wanted from which decks. So let's get into the second deck now. This deck is a memory that marches with Valhalla, which I thought was a pretty cool name. Uh, it has Unfathomable, which is where the token creature comes from. It has Equidon, and it has Star Alliance. So I have two Star Alliance houses to pick from, but let's uh, let's dig in uh, to the... Let's actually pull the Unfathomable up first, because that's where the token creature is. So uh, the token creature is Raider, which is a one-power Aquan, and Raider gains poison during your turn. That's kind of interesting that it's not all the time, but uh, it, it's only during your turn. So there you have it. And uh, I guess without that clarification, maybe it would be too good. I thought there were... There, is there only one bu bubbles in here? Hmm. Nope, there's two. I knew it. All right, so we'll start off with a familiar card. Bubbles is a five. I got two of those. It's a five power Aquan that says play, put an enemy creature on top of its owner's deck. Very nice. Then we have Allusions of Grandeur. It's an action with an amber. When you play it, you choose a house on your opponent's identity card. If your opponent does not choose that house on their next, as their active house on their next turn, gain three amber. So it's like control of the week, except they, they can disobey you. It's just if they do, you get three amber. Um, so less strong, but a, a really nice card. Uh, makes nice decisions, uh, interesting decisions. Frigorific Rod, also back. It's an artifact with an amber. It's an item, and it has action, exhaust a creature or artifact. Thalassophobia is an action with an amber. When you play it, you discard the top 10 cards of your opponent's deck. Befuddle 
is an action with an amber. I think this is one of the stronger cards uh, that I've seen in the set. It's a really good control card. And it's so it's an action with an amber. When you play it, you choose a house on your opponent's identity card, and during their turn, their, during their next turn, they cannot play cards of other houses. So if you have Dis Logo Shadows, I say, okay, uh, befuddle uh, Dis. And now you can't play Logos or Shadows cards. You could only play Dis cards. Um, very good. And if you combine that with a card like Illusions of Grandeur, which lets you... Uh, then say, okay, and now I want you to choose Logos. They either have to choose Dis, giving you three Amber, in which case they can actually play Dis cards, or choose the, the house you chose for Illusions and not be able to play any cards. They could still use Board, which is, you know, potentially okay, but it's, it's a very interesting combo. If you play two Befuddleds, uh, they can't play any cards. I got this in a... Um, in an Unchained deck with Brain Drain, where I could actually look at their hand and put a card back on top. Very, very strong. Okay, Sunk Cost is an action. When you play it, you choose a house. Your opponent discards a random card from their hand, and if the card belongs to the chosen house, so you guess a house, discard a card. If, if you guessed right, then you make a token creature. That, okay, it's Disruption, and you potentially make a token creature. Two copies of Camelani, which is a four-power Aquan with Destroyed, make two token creatures. Not bad. Two copies of Initiation, which is an action that says play, make a token creature. If you have fewer than four cards in your hand, archive Initiation. Um, yeah, that's that's also interesting. Um, you obviously want to, like, it, it incentivizes you to try to set up big uh unfathomable turns so that you can even maybe play two of these you know have this be your uh you have four cards which are two of these and you get to play both and archive both toxic of venom is an upgrade with an amber that gives the creatures attached to poison um, okay very interesting then let's look at the equidon so equidon is the totally new house uh, every card in here is new to this set. Very exciting stuff. Uh, and the names are... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce some of these marks. So I'm just doing my best here. Uh, if somebody has a, you know, knows of like a guide that is actually... Here's... Maybe they're modeling this after some real world language. I'd love to know about that. Gesdruccio the Arcane is a three-power cyborg with action steal two, flip it face down. So you, uh, so you would action it, steal two, and flip it over to become a token. That's kind of interesting. Then we have <clears throat> Thoshra the uh, Recruiter, who's a four-power Gatrukia soldier that says after reap make a token creature. That is pretty nice. All right, then we have, uh, actually, I'm going to do these in this order. This is the, the bug, buggy combo. So the creature, Conductor Jeroya, is a rare, and then it brings in the three buggies, just like uh, Z-Force Agent brings in three upgrades. So the first one I'll show you is Shigziso Buggy, which is an artifact and buggy vehicle with action, destroy a friendly creature if you do gain two amber. That That's pretty strong. 
then we have Shiznyasi Buggy, which is an artifact buggy vehicle, and it has action lose one if you do draw three cards. And then lastly, we have Shizyoku Buggy, which is a an artifact a buggy vehicle with action reveal two cards from your hand if they share a house discard them and make a token creature so i guess if you have all three of these you can reveal and discard two cards to make a, to a token creature which you then destroy to gain two amber which you lose one of to draw a card so at the end of the day or to draw three cards so at the end of the day you have revealed and discarded two cards of the same house uh gained an amber and then drawn three cards, um, which, uh, you know, you're controlling what you destroy, what you uh, discard, so potentially very good. Then Conductor Jeroya is a five-power Getrukia merchant who has after reap ready each friendly buggy artifact. So, uh, so you get to potentially use them twice in a turn, which is pretty cool. Um, so that's some... That's some like serious efficiency potential there. Then we have Out Negotiate. This is an action with an amber. When you play it, you choose a card in your opponent's discard pile and you steal amber equal to the number of amber bonus icons on that card and then put that card on the bottom of its owner's deck. So if your opponent plays Fertility Chant, they gain four, you gain two. You play this, you steal four and you put the Fertility Chant back on the bottom of their deck. It's pretty interesting. Um, I think it's really yeah, really good, interesting design. They potentially get that card back later, but they can't recur it. You're preventing that, and probably they get it at a time where they're going to play it, and it's going to sit in their discard again, where maybe you get to do this to it again. So, uh, yeah, pretty interesting design there. Then we have uh, Shizyoku Swapper, which I have gotten burned by pretty hard. Um, same word as the buggy. That's interesting. Uh, Suzyoku Swapper with an O in Swapper is a one power, five armor Getrukia that says after fight, swap control of this creature and the creature it fights. Uh, so they, they both have to survive the fight, but that's very interesting. And if you get an opponent's card that ha is either in a house that you're using and has a really good effect, or just you want to deny to them or has a nice static effect that you're just happy to have sitting on the board, uh, this can be crazy good. Taya Arhi Esquire is a two-power Gatrukia that says each friendly non-mutant creature gains destroyed make a token creature. Uh, interesting way to get more tokens out. General Zaorha is a four-power Gatrukia soldier with skirmish and after you play it for each forged key your opponent has, make a token creature. And hey, at the very least, it's a four-power skirmish. That's not terrible. Uh, okay, then we have, I think actually, yeah, this was in the spoiler articles. Shrewd Investor is a four-power Getrukia merchant with elusive, and after you play it, you may have your opponent gain one if you do capture four. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. It um, It's an interesting choice. And, you know, at the right moment, it could save you the game. It also could cost you the game. Then we have the Visible Hand. It's an action. When you play it, you make two token creatures, and you reveal your hand to your opponent, which is probably not a huge downside um, in most cases. So, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. That is, that's Equidon. So, lastly, I'll cover this second Star Alliance house. So... Be right back. All right, 
badge of unity we covered already uh makes the creature belong to house star uh, starlands in addition to its other houses uh let me see what what's common in here red alert did we have yeah we had a tabor We have a rogue operation. This one doesn't have a, a damage pip like the other one. Okay, I think all the other stuff is different. So um, then I'll show you the one card that's not new. Uh, secure a droid, four power robot with taunt, uh, but it can be played as an upgrade and it gives the creature it's attached to taunt. Then we have Quintrino Warp, which is an action that says choose a friendly creature and an enemy creature. Destroy those creatures and each creature that shares a house with either of them and then gain a chain. Uh, this is a pretty strong board wipe. I was able to, uh, in, in a couple of games, cause you know minimal loss to me and a lot of loss to my opponent. FOF Transponder is an upgrade that says this creature gains destroyed, make a token creature, attach FOF Transponder to that creature. I heard of somebody with a deck with Berserker where they could uh, attach this to the to a Berserker and then uh, during their, their Brobnar turn, they'd fight the Berserker, it would die from its fight effect, make a new Berserker that entered play ready, and they could rule of six Berserkers, moving the Transponder between them as it went, which is pretty crazy. Then we have Photon Blast. It's an action that says play, deal two damage to a creature with one splash. And if this damage destroys one or more creatures, make a token creature. Uplink. Upgrade with an amber. This creature gains action. Make a token creature for each of this creature's non-Star Alliance neighbors. Shakedown Sullivan is a four power human that says after reap, choose a creature and discard the top card of its controller's deck. If that card shares a house with the chosen creature, its controller gains one amber, otherwise destroy that creature. And then I have two copies of Recorded History, which is an action with an amber that says play, reveal up to three cards of different houses from your hand, archive each card revealed this way. Okay, so... Uh, Keep in mind, you could not have both Star Alliance setups, but you can have one. Uh, you don't have to. Um, out of every, you know, ultimately there are five houses available here. Um, I'd love you to, you know, take a moment, pause, think about it. What would you, uh, what would you choose if you were building an alliance deck? You have to use three of these house setups. What would you choose? All right. I assume you paused, you commented, we're back, I'll tell you what I did. First off, by the way, you can just use a deck, right? I didn't do that. I went with a two and one. Out of the two tokens, uh, Cleric seemed much stronger to me because it's Amber Control. And so there are situations where this can, and did, uh, save the game. So, we'll put that raider aside. Now, I think the Saurian setup here is pretty tempting, especially with the cleric. Faust becomes very good with that. Um, there's there's some decent board control options here. Um, but I did not do that. Uh, and Future Booster seems very good, um, but ultimately, uh, I took a friend's advice and thought, I actually think that... 
the uh, recorded history is stronger. So I ended up choosing this Star Alliance from a memory that marches with Valhalla that has the two recorded histories, and it has a ton of token generation. So we're going to get a lot of clerics on the board. Uh, then I decided, now, uh, so that, I didn't use the Saurian, that rules out the other Star Alliance. And I could decide not to use the Sanctum with the uh, Cleric, but I actually thought it seems pretty good. Battle Evangelist is good token generation. Lightbringer out, Outpost is pretty interesting and, and was quite good. And uh, I love Grey Rider, and, and I suspected there would be some big boards that might come and that I would get good value out of Glorious View. No, I actually didn't get as much value as I thought, but from what I hear in day two, boards got real big, and so I suspect this would have really paid off later on. Now, you can actually switch between matches, so I didn't. I could have switched into this later if, if I thought that was important. Um, and Light Everlasting is such a great card, too. So I ended up going with this Sanctum and uh, from Radigan the Fastidiously Alert, and the Star Alliance from A Memory that Marches with Valhalla, and uh, finally, I took uh, I took the unfathomable and I just really wanted that control befuddle seems so good illusions is a great card philosophobia is good bubbles good board control and there's a lot of token generation in here so what ended up happening is I could generate a lot of tokens um, the problem was it just wasn't always quite enough to stay ahead. And in the last game, it kind of put me in a weird situation because I had so much value on the board that I, I went into that, but then my opponent had some uh, more amber control and was able to leverage that against me uh, while they're cycling through cards, and I actually wasn't cycling through cards. Um, and I wonder, you know, with the Equidon, if maybe I would have been cycling a little better, but there's not that much board control, or not that much amber control here. There's a little bit, out-negotiate, Gestruccio, Shrewd Investor, temporarily, uh, but there's actually not that much amber control here either. I really think the Cleric was a good call. At that point, it probably makes sense to use the Sanctum, uh, but I just wonder if maybe I should have used the Equidon uh instead of one of the other two houses. Uh, maybe I would have gotten farther. I don't know. Um, let me know what you think. I know either way, I had a ton of fun. Um, I really like the extra... Um, I really think there is extra player agency here. Um, not 100% player agency, you know? There was another player that opened uh, two Cursed Relics in, in their Equidon, and all the pips, or most of the pips, went into their Saurian house. So they took the Saurian house, and they didn't take the the Equidon house. Um, that's super good. Uh, so, you know, um, they had a natural advantage that I didn't have. Um, they, they did not, uh, they didn't win the event, though. So somebody else got something better or outplayed them. I don't know which it was. Maybe a combination. Um, but, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. I do think there is more player agency this way, and I think as we get to know the cards, uh, it'll be even even more of a, okay, how are these going to fit together? 
uh, testing that skill of envisioning how the decks could work. And there's a limited enough decision space, you know, in this case, six houses to pick from. It's not deck building. It's not like I'm having to sit there and min-max over every card. It really is, I have six options. I'm picking three of them. Some of them I can't even pick together and uh, just doing the best I can. And that is really fun and I like it. So that's that. That's my uh, sealed alliance deck. Um, one other note I'll just say is that the, um, well, I guess a couple other notes. Uh, the terminology has changed a little bit now. So uh, sealed is the opposite of standard. It's not the opposite of Archon anymore. So there, there was sealed Archon, which in the past would have been called sealed solo and sealed alliance. And then uh, on Saturday, they started Archon Standard, which in the past would have been called Archon Solo, and Alliance Standard, which in the past wouldn't have been called anything. Uh, so anyway, there's a little bit of a terminology change. And then lastly, I just wanted to say, um, and I don't know, maybe I'll say another video too if I talk about the event a little more. Just thank you to the staff, uh, the judges who did a great job, uh, all the players, everybody who made Keyforge Celebration a really special and fun event. And uh, thanks to you for watching or listening. Again, I really would love to hear what you think. Uh, if you if you think I could have done some, made some better choices here, uh, I'm all ears. And uh, until next time, I hope you can get out and forge some keys.